Hello, I'm stand-up comedian Kiri Pritchard-McLean here to tell you that I'm on tour with my brand new show, Home Truths. I'm going all over the country, wherever will have me. I'm touring right through the spring and then because some of you lovely lot have bought so many tickets, I'm now getting to tour for the whole of autumn as well. If you would like to get tickets, they're all available on my website or you can go to littlewonder.co.uk and get tickets there. I can't wait to see you and I don't want to brag, but I've got one hell of an outfit. Welcome to the Who Are You Wearing podcast. I'm your clothing-obsessed host, Kiri Pritchard-McLean, and every week I collar a different stylish person and dig into their psyche and their wardrobes. This week's guest is stand-up comedian, writer and podcaster, Rachel Fairburn. Now, in another life, Rachel and I are half each of the true crime podcast um, or Kalena Filler, so this is sort of a strange dynamic for me, interviewing a pal I know really well and speak to every single day. And my partner asked me about that actually. He was like, Don't you know what she's going to say to everything? <laughs> um, and I didn't actually. I was really surprised at some of her answers. Plus, you never really know what Rachel Fairburn is about to say. <laughs> this episode was recorded in May 2021. And heads up, there's a chat in this episode about body dysmorphia. So if you're not feeling up to that today, maybe give it a miss and come back to it when you are. There's also a chat. <laughs> I have flip-flopped on cutting out because I, I keep going back and forward on this. Basically, I think I sound like a maniac. It's about my paranoia of rifling through rails outside charity shops and about buying phones from CEX. I want you all to know I'm aware of how unaware and delusional that I sound, but ultimately, I think it's quite funny, so it's staying in, and I think it's a really good example of where Rachel and I forget that we're doing a podcast I mean, if you listen to Orkel and Filler, that's very much our raison d'etre, but we're just having a chat so you can see how honest and open we're both being, which I think is an interesting part of the chat. Because it's, it's really, when you interview someone that you know really well, it slips so quickly into them not being guarded or is sort of media trained, not that either of us are, clearly, um, as you would be in other chats. So I think it's um, very refreshing and, and open. It's a really fun episode as well, where Rachel's love of iconic men shines through, making her the iconic woman that she is today. So please enjoy me asking Rachel Fairburn, who are you wearing? I remember the first time I really, really wanted something was my friend from school, Andrea, had been to Menorca on holiday. And she came back and she had um, a jumper that had Garfield on it. But you know when it was that shit Garfield and it was luminous, like a fake Garfield? <laughs> and I just remember thinking, wow, I wish I could go to Menorca and have one of those jumpers. And I was obsessed with it and I just really, really wanted one. And I started to get into, like I was really into Count Ducula. And uh, I remember my mum bought me a T-shirt from Castlefield in Manchester. They had this like fair on a bank holiday and we went... And she bought me this T-shirt with Duckula on. Again, like a fake one, but it had that kind of print, you know, that kind of colour to it where it's a bit illuminous and mm. all the rest of it. And I just remember going, oh, this is the best T-shirt in the world. Oh, this is the best thing I've ever got. And then I'd have to say after that, the next thing I really wanted was a pair of um, Adidas Gazelles. And I remember my mum surprised me with them. It was They were Adidas Gazelles, but you know when parents do that thing of like, because we weren't, you know, very well off, They'd get you sort of the nearly the thing that that was the thing you wanted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, Nicks instead of Nike. So yeah. So like, I've got you Adidas Gazelles, which I've still got actually, still fit me. That that actual pair. Um, I bought you these, and I remember thinking, oh, these are great. Oh, but they're not really the ones that I wanted. But they're still cool. Thanks. Also, my granddad. You know, he was um, 
he used to buy me all kinds of stuff from the flea market. Like, I've still got some T-shirts and stuff that he bought me and uh, accessories. He used to buy me, like, really cool belts. Like, he'd be like, oh, I bought this for you. So I've got, like, a belt with two horses' heads on and stuff like that. And he always used to bring me, like, handbags. He had a really good eye for it because if anything that was garish, he'd just buy me and bring it back. So, yeah, he used to... Um, <laughs> He used to get me some stuff as well. But yeah, I'd definitely say it was probably the um those t shirts or the Adidas gazelles that I uh I coveted the most. Well, did you have a, s- a strong sense of style as a kid then? Like in primary school or or as a teenager? Did you did you have it nailed? Did you like experimenting with clothes and stuff? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I, I always liked what I liked as well and I always wore what I wanted to wear. I didn't really care what people thought and I didn't really even when I was really young, I didn't follow trends as such. So when it was, I remember being in the school Christmas party when I was about eight, and I we went to the market and I picked this dress that was like gold lame on the top and velvet on the bottom. And it looked like a dress for Bev Callard, basically. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't fashionable. It wasn't like, you know, like my friends wouldn't have been wearing it, but I loved it and I wanted it. And I remember going through this phase of like, I just liked anything with cartoon characters and I still do like even when it some kids would wear it and it'd be a bit I don't know you could get picked on for it like oh look at you you've got Mickey Mouse on your t-shirt you baby you know that kind of stuff Mm. I never gave a shit about that I loved it and I remember seeing a lad at my school had some Simpsons trainers and I just just remember being spun out by it (laughs) because I'd never seen the Simpsons because we didn't have Sky but also I was I was like wow I can't believe he's got Bart Simpson on his shoes where do you get shoes like that? I couldn't believe it. But it was, he was the kid that went to Florida on holiday. You know that kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've always uh, I've always worn what I've wanted to wear, and I've never. I went through that awkward phase of being, you know, you, you you're a, te- a new te- a new teen, and you start getting a bit. Oh, don't look at me. Ooh. But I think that's especially mm. when you're a girl and your body's changing. I remember being a bit about everything. So who was who was dressing you then? Because I know you you um you're obviously very close to your mum and you got a sister who's younger than you, but you were mainly brought up by your grandparents. So where was mm-hmm. the was it a mix of all those influences? Yeah, definitely. So my mum always my mum's got a really good sense of style actually, but she'd always buy the clothes and then you know I'd get dressed at my grandparents. I was pretty much left to my own devices. To, to dress myself, it was never, there was always clothes there, so it was like, you get ready, which is pretty much the same way. So my nephew, uh, he's obsessed with clothes. He loves it. He calls it his clobber. <laughs> and he takes real pride in it. And uh, he's, he's... How old he's, is he? Seven, he's eight now, actually. Seven or eight. He loves getting... He's always been like this. He loves getting dressed. And also, he loves women's clothes as well. So he's quite a laddie lad. Uh, but he's always been like, if my sister's got something on, he'll go, oh, that's nice. Or like, uh, if you've bought something, he'll, he'll want to see what you've bought. He's really into clothes. But he's left to his own devices. So it's like, he will just get dressed. So his clothes are all there and he'll choose what he's wearing. Um, so it's pretty much like that. It's like, you know, my mum would buy the, the clothes um, and I'd just, yeah, I'd just be left to my own devices, really. It, the only thing was, it was like, if anything looked like it was you know getting a bit disheveled that'd be it like my granny'd be like you're not wearing that you're not showing us up uh there was a lot of that that went on um <laughs> and if if my granddad as i say thought you looked scruffy he'd be like no you know that's or that that top looks filthy take it go and get changed you know that kind of thing um, my grand had this thing of like she always thought she would be shown up if you went out in a a t-shirt that had a hole under the armpit or something that nobody was going to see. So there was always that. It was like, always be smart kind of thing. That makes so much sense because before this podcast I was thinking about, I always think about like, how would I describe, to someone who didn't know you, how would I describe your style? And it's sort of, to me, it's like vintage glamorous, but always polished, always well turned out. And that must Mm. be where that, I I never see you with like rips in your jeans or anything like that, or dirty trainers. It's always like, everything's got like a level of finish to it. Yeah, yeah. I can't, um, trainers, I'm obsessed with, I love trainers, but I I wash them quite a lot. And I just hate it when you, when I see people that, 
I mean, your gym trainers, fine. They it doesn't matter what they look like. They're for activity. But just clean your trainers, you know. Have a bit of pride in yourself. I mean, I'm not going to say the person, but there's a comedian who we both know who wears the fucking worst shoes known to man. Who wears Toms, right? And as well, I just think sometimes you're going on stage... How do you expect these people to have any fucking respect for you if you can't be asked getting dressed? You know, like, I, I can't... I, I always notice people's shoes as well. And I think it's quite rare, actually, that you do see someone with filthy shoes on. But when you do, it's like, oh, you are so slovenly. If you, you know, if you can't be bothered... And it's always people with money as well. Always people with money that have yeah. grubby, dirty clothes and shoes on. <laughs> so growing up then were you ever I know you're dressing yourself you're just cracking on with it, the clothes that you've got but were you ever made to wear a nightmare clothing that you hated oh god my mum went through this phase now she used to buy really nice clothes and bear in mind there is six years difference between me and my sister I am the oldest right and it's just me and my sister six years difference there was a shop in Presswich called Monome. Uh, which used to sell really nice clothes. It used to sell, like, French Connection kids' clothes and stuff like that. So every so often she'd go to Monome and um, buy some clothes for me and my sister, but the same fucking outfit. So there's pictures of me and my sister on a holiday, we'll be in Cornwall or something, wearing the same clothes, but I'm older. And it looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, I remember there was <laughs> there was one night, spotty leggings. I've got a picture of this somewhere, spotty leggings and um, like a, a baseball jacket type thing and a, a T-shirt. It's the exact same outfit. We looked ridiculous. <laughs> so I hated it. It's like it's not like we're twins or whatever. I really hated it when my mum used to do that, and I don't know why she did it. Um, very unlike. In fact, it's the kind of thing that someone would do and my mum would be like, what a tosser. So out of character. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. But also I remember going to my cousin's wedding when I was about 10, and I, oh, they put me in this polka dot frock. And there's a difference between a dress and a frock, isn't there? And this was a frock. <laughs> and I hated it. And I remember I had like, a, I had a Princess Diana 20 denier on. And I just felt, <laughs> I don't know, I felt like old, even as a kid. I was like, oh, this isn't me. So I'd, I'd say that that dress was fucking awful. Yeah, it's got to be that. Well, did you have a favourite item of clothing or favourite outfit that as a kid you never wanted to take off? Or as a teenager, did you get something and you were like, yeah, this is me? Uh, I There's been a few. And some of this, because I've never grown since I was 10, I, uh, I have certain things. Like, I got, uh, when Jurassic Park came out, I loved it. Went to the cinema about eight times to see it. Couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the best film ever. And... Uh, <laughs> Got obsessed with it, and that summer it was was the best because it was like everything was Jurassic Park. So I, I remember getting uh, my mum bought me a t shirt, and it's got a uh, the Velociraptor on it, and it's got it says, official merch. May I stress, um, Jurassic Park, and it says "Have a nice day." Um, I still got it. I still wear it, and it's brilliant. And this is what pisses me off, right? So I've still I love that t shirt so much, and I've still got it. And I a bloke in a pub said to me ages ago, he went. He was working behind the bar. He said, oh, that T-shirt. I had that as a kid. And I was like, yeah, this is mine from when I was a kid. And he didn't believe me. And I keep having to explain that I've had this T-shirt since I was a kid. And people go, well, how is it still, you know, how is it? It's washed very well. It's like, yeah, because I look after my shit. Do you know what I mean? So I keep having to explain about this T-shirt. Um, but I love it. It's, it's here. It's, it's one of my favourites. Um, but I remember getting... So, I mean, we weren't poor growing up but you know there wasn't spare money knocking about and I remember when um kickers were in fashion I really wanted the black patent leather kickers that had the heel right they were the shoe and uh I remember going to shoe in Manchester with my mum and my gran and they'd it was my birthday they clubbed together uh to to get me these shoes and I got them and so this was in year Year seven at school, uh, I wore those shoes all the way through school. I had them till year 11. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was just, I think it was a case of like, well, the shoes are still fine, so you don't need new shoes. Do they still fit you? They're not falling to bits. You've looked after them. Um, 
and it was weird because I used to, I got a bit paranoid about it, thinking, oh God, I've had these shoes like all the way through school. Nobody ever said anything. Um, but also it was the same with a pair of trainers. I, I remember buying a pair of Nike Air Max when I was about 11, saving up all my birthday and Christmas money. And I bought these trainers, I've still got them. Uh, and I wore them all the way through school. Yeah, and, but also I did have the same school blazer all the way through school as well because I never grew because my mum bought it. And it's still too to big fit. for you. And it's still too big for me. I've still got it. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a, um economically sympathetic child you are to not grow. <laughs> I know. I don't think I've ever been appreciated for that. So when you were a teenager then, what were the big... What were the big fashion trends? Did you go in for any of them? Oh, it was indie. It was because I was into Britpop, I was into Oasis, uh, all that kind of thing, pulp. I used to wear um, Adidas jackets. I used to wear... Um, but there were phase of wearing dress, trying to dress like Jarvis Cocker, so I'd wear like really long leather jackets and... Um, you know, shirt pointy shirts and stuff. Yeah, it was just generally I like I'd wear Oasis. T- I've still got my Oasis t shirts. I'd wear an Oasis t shirt all the time, and I used to have that, like the hair all floppy. Um, in fact, there's a picture of me on Instagram where um, I look like Jimmy Carr, as several people have uh, pointed <laughs> out, and I, I can't deny it. I looked like Jimmy Carr when I was a teenager, um, with my Oasis t shirt on and stuff like that. Yeah, it was definitely. It was indie, it was a Britpop thing, which I don't think I've really grown out of. I still go through phases of, you know, maybe dressing a little bit like that. But, um, yeah, every picture of me as a teenager, it's, I've got like that, um, you know, there'll be, I'll be wearing like the, that baseball top that a lot of people had with the black sleeves and the white front. And I've got my hair all sort of, what's the word, like a, a long bob, looking sulky. Um, and corduroy trousers. I used to wear cords a lot and vintage T-shirts and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I'd say it was that was definitely my big... That was what I was. It'd be like... So, you know, when you start to... When you're a teenager and you're at school and people know what you're into, it'd be like, oh, Rachel's mm. into Indy. Um, mm. that, was, that was definitely my thing. Do you know what I was thinking about that era in Britpop? The, the big icons that you would try and emulate tended to be men as well there wasn't loads of and yes. the women who were sort of paving the way they were the girlfriends of those people do you know what i mean like it yeah, yeah it tended yeah. to be the men who were the icons so it's quite interesting to negotiate that as a teenage girl so yeah i i um i mean the, the band's like sleeper so i used to have the front of my hair dyed blonde like the, a blonde fringe and uh and the rest of my hair was dyed red now that was because i liked i didn't really like the band but um Louise Wenner from Sleeper was, you know, an indie icon. And I liked her hair and I liked her style, so I had my hair done like hers. And then the bloody Spice Girls came out, so I just had hair like Jerry Halliwell, which I was really pissed off about. <laughs> I remember um, getting on the bus coming home from school once and a, a bloke said to me, he went, oh, it's Ginger Spice. And I went, yeah, well, I had this before her, actually. And it was just the most pointless <laughs> argument I've ever had. So then I just, instead of being this indie thing, I just had hair like, Jerry Spice, <laughs> as Dad's caller, that Jerry Spice. So yeah, that was. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I was definitely like, um, I was definitely more influenced by your, your Gallagher's and your Cockers uh, and your Albans. To be fair, also I was I was a very. Um, I went. It was weird when I was a teenager because I went through a really skinny phase. So it was you know easy to be a bit indie, and then uh, I got quite chubby when I was about. 14 to 60 and um so then that sort of changed my style a bit so it'd be more like baggy t-shirts and you know that kind of stuff like covering up a bit um but yeah I mean when, when I was just into my teens when I was you know when you when you're a skinny teenager before puberty really kicks in yeah I used to really enjoy the uh the Jarvis Cocker phase. Yeah, isn't that so funny that as a as a girl, often that the time that your body is most suitable for fashion is when you're prepubescent. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Depressing. Did you have when you were a teenager? Did you go through a rebellious stage? And if you did, did it show up in what you were wearing? Only not not with my family. With school, I did. I went through a really 
like I hated school because I just found it boring. Um, and I used to, so my school was Catholic school. They had some fucking weird rules that when you look back on it, you're like, what, what is wrong with you people? So you, you could only wear white tights if you were in year seven and eight. When you got to year nine, you're allowed to wear black tights. I wonder if it, they think, oh, they'll start their period in year nine. So it's the more distressing in white tights. But it's just such a fucking weird thing to think about. So I used to rebel and wear yeah. black tights. And you'd get sent home. It was insane, insane. And I remember I got a, I bought a, a pair of Skecher. Oh, God, purple Skechers. <laughs> awful shoe, awful. And I had, the, uh, they were sort of a velvety thing and the purple. And I just used to, to be a nuisance. I'd just wear them to school. And the amount of times that I'd get, you know, told off and they'd phone my mum and my mum would be like, well, is it affecting her ability to learn? No, well, fine. Just, she's not coming home. So I'd just sort of do these rebellious things and like I'd always have my tie really short and like my shirt was always out. Like, yeah, come on, tell me it took my shirt in. And then I'd wear... Like, you weren't allowed to wear makeup, so I'd wear, like... I always used to wear glitter eyeshadow, like, silver <laughs> gel thing on the... I think I got it free with, like, Sugar Magazine or something. I always used to wear that. <laughs> I remember going to school in jellies once as well, like... I remember seeing... Who did I see? It must have been sort of some Britpop person with... Um, or it might have been a front of a pulp album, you know, the jellies with the heel. Yeah. And I got a pair of them, and I remember wearing them to school. Um getting like, yeah, I'm wearing these, what of it? I'll do what I want. But I think then the problem was, because I did it so often, people just got used to it and it didn't have any effect anymore. <laughs> the most rebellious thing I could do then was just conform. <laughs> what age do you think the style that we see now, which is this, to me, is like this vintage inspired nearly everything is is picking from an era that isn't now and i don't mean you're out of mm -hmm. fashion i mean it's kind of timeless and there's always an edge of glamour even when you're in your like your pe kit as you call it or you know going the gym or just you know in my pe kit yeah but there's always like an edge of glamour i think so that kind of style that rachel fairburn style when did that start appearing maybe when i was a couple of years in a stand-up maybe because you get I think you get to know yourself a bit more as a as a person when you're doing comedy. And then you feel a bit more comfortable about yourself, don't you? So I think probably mm. when I was a couple of years into stand-up, because I now I, I always wear what I want for gigs. And I, I used to dress quite neutrally for comedy. Like I'd just wear, you know, jeans and a a, a jeans and a nice t-shirt, jeans and a nice top, um, <laughs> and you know, a nice pair of shoes. And and then I think because you find you find your persona as a comedian, and also that thing of like, I was stuck in shit jobs as well, stuck behind a desk in a library, not very happy. And because I, you know, I used to just wear whatever for work because I really didn't care. You know, gigging in the evening was when it would be like, oh, I'm gonna wear something nice or i'm gonna you know because like i say you're going on stage i really fucking hate seeing comedians that just you know i don't like if they're dressing casual great but make sure that your clothes are clean and nice it's when a comedian mm. walks on the stage and just ha you know can't be asked it's like i don't i think it's very disrespectful uh to the audience and to yourself so i, I think probably yeah it would be for years in a stand-up that i started to just really wear what i wanted and also doing all killer we wear what we want for that. And I think that's had a, an influence. I think sometimes as well, the nature of stand-up is, you know, a couple of years in is probably, if not earlier, when you do a photo shoot, you know, because people want press yes. shots or you're doing a show. And then you have to really think, hold on, I've seen these pictures in comedy clubs. They they reuse the ones they like. So they've had two kids, two divorces, and, you know, a, a six stone heavier, but you're still using the same old picture. So you've got to, you've got to really think about how you look because it'll be yeah. used for a long time. So I think how doing photo shoots weirdly makes you think a lot about your clothes and what they say about you. Yeah, definitely. So when I, I went through a phase as well because when I started doing comedy, I was very different to how I am now. Everyone used, I used to do one-liners a lot, which I can't fucking write now. 
<laughs> I find it so difficult to write them. But that's what I used to do. I used to do like joke, joke, joke. And then I used to, because people, people used to say my humour was quite dark. I went through a bit of a phase of dressing a bit strange, like a bit, a bit weird, like I'd wear sort of nice dresses and a hairband to do that thing of like, oh, I've caught you off guard. You know, I might dress like this, but aren't I dark? I did that for a bit. And my first pictures that I had, I fucking hated. And they're still, you know, dotting around. Um, probably the photographer, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right, though. You really have to think about what you... Because you, also, we get sick of seeing our pictures. That we do a show, and you've had brilliant pictures taken, and, you know, it's always really exciting putting them out there and thinking... Because I hate having my picture taken anyway. But when someone, you know, like Kayla, who does our, our photographs, she really nails it. But then, obviously, we didn't have Edinburgh last year. So, <laughs> for two years, fucking sick of seeing the same picture of me. I'm like, oh, I need to get some new ones done. But because I think about other comedians as well. There's a certain comedian that I'm like, can you, for my benefit, have some new pictures done? Because I'm sick to death of fucking seeing the same picture. I mean, some people have the same picture for 15 years, haven't they? It's mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it it is strange but also what because we because of we do tours and we do all killer and we try and keep our photos up to date it is just a a slow timeline like a you know one of those like a instagram reel of me aging and my weight fluctuating and i'm not sure i'm happy with that being so well documented <laughs> uh, it's with me it's haircuts that i'm like i used to have quite short hair and Every time I see the picture with short hair, I always go, oh, maybe I'll have that done again. And then I think, yeah, but I never keep it. So now my pictures look out of date. You, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, I, it's such a difficult thing to, to get right. But it's awful, like, having to look through those contact sheets of, like, ugh, I don't want to look at myself. I, I, what I do, because, I, I, you know, I've got issues around having my picture taken anyway, but I always get um, Kayla, our photographer, to just pick the ones she likes and send me the ones that she thinks, and then I pick out of those ones because I trust her, because I can't bear to look at fucking 100 photographs of myself. No, thank you. Yeah, and when you say that, you're not saying it in the flippant way that everyone doesn't like photos. Like, it is a it is a big problem for you as well, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not uh, frightened of talking about it. I got diagnosed with body dysmorphia probably about seven years ago now. And it was a relief because I thought, am I fucking mad? Um, so basically, I look at myself and I don't see the the image that uh, I don't see the true image. And don't get me wrong; sometimes it's better than sometimes it's worse. But my absolute worst fucking nightmare is either um, <sighs> watching a show back that I've done. I'm much better with mm. things like Instagram Live because it's like I'm in control of that. It's like I'm doing it. But when I when I see, the worst one is, it's like if you do the Frog and Bucket in Manchester and you're on that stage, sometimes you can, it's being filmed and you can see yourself on the screen at the top. It's like, yeah. oh, fucking hell, I don't need this when I'm doing this. But also then people are like, well, how do you do stand-up when that's how you feel? It's like, well, you can either get on with your fucking life and do what you want or you can lie in bed crying because you don't like what you see in the mirror. So man up is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed Thanks to say God. that anymore, are you? Someone said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> um, is there, so when you're putting together a look or an outfit, right, do you think about makeup and hair as part of it or is that something separate? Oh, well, to be honest with you, I, um, I just do the same makeup all the time. I've done the same makeup since I was a teenager, I'm going to be one of those women when I get to like 60 who's still wearing the same makeup. You know, you see women wearing 80s makeup now and they're like 70 odd. That's going to be me. I've, I always wear cat's eye <laughs> eyeliner. Um, I don't really wear lipstick or anything. Uh, I like to just have a bit of volume in my hair. I never plan hairstyles. I don't, um, I just have it as it is. Or it's either up or down. Um, but makeup, I, in fact, I hate it. What I've, what I've learned now is um, you, know, you 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 film something or you're doing something and someone does your makeup. I hate having my makeup done. So what I tend to do is turn up with my eyes done. 
because that's the bit that I like to do myself and everything else I'm not really asked about. Um, I just don't feel myself if I haven't got my eyeliner on. Um, it's weird, actually, because I think people are so used to seeing me with that eyeliner on. When I don't have it on, people go, oh, you look different. Oh, it's because I've not got my eyeliner on. Yeah. But it's just, you know, eyeliner, uh, false eyelashes, and that's it. I don't, yeah, I never really plan. I keep my makeup the same. Yeah. It's hard. I've had my makeup done the last couple of days of stuff, and the first one nailed it, and I was really like, oh, can I have this, this, and this? And then the other one... Was a, it was just a bit quieter in there. The atmosphere was a bit weird. And, like, the makeup was still nice, but I was, like... I just got into that weird stage where... Have you ever had it where your hair's being cut and you can see them fucking up, but you can't speak yeah. up? So they're, like... Yeah. Should we go short with the fringe and in your head you're like, I'd rather kill myself, but you're like, yeah, let's do it, I trust you. Yes, and you're yeah. thinking, I don't trust you at all. <laughs> and I got into that stage, so every time she was like, do you want liner on the on the waterline? I was like, oh yeah, if you think so. And in my head I was like, no, don't have that, it looks awful on you. And yeah, I just got to the point where I was like, I was like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. So she's like, you know, do you want me to draw an open wound on your cheek? And I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be great if you did that to me. <laughs> So, like, I wanted massive lashes and I went for what I would consider a day lash. You know, I wanted colour yeah. and I went for, like, neutral tone. So I ended up having, like, a face that was nice, like, gorgeously done, but I'm, like, not me at all. I would have gone oh. for a big colour. It knocks your confidence as well a little bit, I think. It's like when you don't look like yourself, you don't feel like yourself. And then I think it affects everything from your performance to... To just, you know, like when you just want to go, oh, get this off my face, that kind of thing. It's a really mm, difficult thing to yeah. get right. And it, it's, it's, I mean, these makeup artists are fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? They, they're so good. But yeah, sometimes it, it is that. I remember having my haircut at Tony and Guy in Manchester years ago. And it was the fucking worst haircut I've ever had in my life. And I don't say this lightly. I looked, my hair looked like Myra Hindley. And <laughs> I came out of there and I burst into tears and I was like, you know, it's that thing of like when you, you, you go home and you think, well, it's all right. My mum will say that it's not that bad. And my gran will say it's not that bad. And I got home and they were like, oh, oh, dear. What's happened there? I was like, brilliant. This is it. I'm going to have to kill myself now. <laughs> <laughs> but I could see her doing it. Like you say, the girl doing it. I was like, this is not what I asked for, but please go ahead and ruin my life. Yeah. you could, It's like a slow motion car crash on your own face or head. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, it's awful. I don't really see you going with, like, trends. You just sort of, like, mm. plough your own furrow. And if stuff's going on that you're like, oh, yeah, I like that, you'll 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 get it. But is, are there any trends over the years that you've tried to pull off? It's just not happening. It's difficult. I, I haven't, you know. I go, I, get me, I, I go through my own phases and my own trends. So at the moment, I'm obsessed with, like, Western things. Like, I want... I want a really good cowboy shirt or I want a really, you know... Cowboy boots don't suit me usually either, apart from the ones you bought me that are leopard print. I I find it really difficult to get a good a good pair of cowboy boots. I try, I went through a little bit of a, a, a rockabilly type phase and that didn't really suit me, I don't think. And I, I went through that phase of... Remember when everyone was doing the hair like wartime with the... I did that as well, and I started wearing little cardigans, and then one day I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is not me. So I've tried... They're probably the What's only... like tr- a 50s, like... Yeah, yeah. pin up victory roll That's thing. it, like the pin-up type thing, and I, I hated it. And I was like, why am I doing this? But it wasn't sort of... It's always like a vintage trend that I've gone along with. I just think anything that makes you look like you're a ghost, you know, when it's too vintage... Yeah. It, it's like, you you look like you go to a fancy dress party. It tips into cosplay, doesn't it? When it's like, everything's from the same era stuff. Yeah. Because also I think about that, you know, people are like, oh, it's all from the 1940s. I'm like, yeah, but I bet people in the 40s out of necessity wearing stuff from the 20s. So it, like, yeah, what exactly. you're being is like, bang on trend, wealthy person. Whereas most people would yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. from every era. <laughs> exactly as well and also i always think like when you see how tiny people were especially women like in the 1940s the sh- have you tried but when you get shoes from and my gran used to have shoes that she'd kept from like the war you can't get your fucking feet into them because they were so tiny like tiny little 
slim feet and stuff. Also, everyone was fucking starving as well, weren't they? You know what I mean? They didn't have all on rations. So when people do go, oh, it's actually from the 40s, I'm like, is it? <laughs> item of clothing you've had for the longest time new and then what's your oldest vintage item of clothing uh, i think my jurassic park t-shirt is probably the thing that i've had the longest or maybe those nike air max that i bought as a kid like about when i was 10 so they're probably i've still got them there yeah i've still got them yeah they're at my mum's house in manchester so they're probably in fact they're probably fucking worth a few quid now could probably make my uh, yeah. money back on those also i've got a pair of <laughs> Fucking hell, I've got a pair of Nike Jordans as well from when I was a lot younger. They're probably worth a few quid as well. So it's it's always things like shoes that I've kept. One of the oldest things that I have got is something that I don't wear. It's um, I've got one of my granddad's ties that he used to wear when he was dressed up. And it's like, a, I think it must be from the 50s or something. It's like silver with like pink pattern on it. See, he was very flamboyant. My granddad, he had a... Uh, like he had a gold tooth on his false teeth and all that kind of stuff. He was a bit fancied himself a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say probably that or it's probably jewellery. I've got um I've got a gold buckle ring that my granddad used to wear and that was his dad's. So that's probably Victorian, I would say. Is there an era that you wish you existed in just for the fashion that you could have like, oh I'd slot right in here? I see this is quite a recent thing for me because I never used to like the style but 80s I'm really into 80s and not like you know not like wham fashion I fucking hate that shit with you know the big slogan t-shirts and all that kind of stuff or, or adamant I'm talking like Dallas or secretary with the shoulder pads and Big gold earrings and stuff like that. Dynasty as well. Dynasty, yes, that's what I mean. Dynasty, that that sort of era, uh, I think I would love. You know, like a, and not that I could ever pull off what she wears, but sort of Grace Jones style. When I think of you, I think of you in like, your your hair and makeup is sixties to me. Yeah, and then the, some of the shapes you go for are. 70s in that like flares and you know like and then and some of the prints but then eight it's the like extra element of the 80s it's that there's like there's size to stuff and there's shiny stuff and like everything's like yeah we're wealthy it's like boom bust fashion um so i think you just just like cherry pick a little bit from everywhere yeah yeah definitely definitely and like as i say if, if i hate 80s makeup as well hate it but i keep my makeup 60s and then everything else is 70s or 80s. You're quite right. It's a bit from those three eras. I'll tell you what I do hate. I absolutely hate 1920s fashion. You know, people go on about, oh, I love the flapper dresses. I'm like, it's dog shit. I hate it. I don't I don't know what it is. It just reminds me of like bad greetings cards. And, you know, you know, when you buy something from like the works and it's got like a notebook and it's got a flapper girl on the front. I hate that kind of stuff. It it doesn't it doesn't evoke any sort of feeling in me apart from I'm not into it. Yeah, but I also think that you're like that'll be the same uh, raison d'etre that people will be like, I hate the sixties. You know when you see a greeting card and it'll be like someone doing a peace sign and be like yeah. groovy baby. <laughs> like that's not the sixties, is it? That's the greeting card. Yeah, I know. The 60s. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree, but uh, I just can't. You know, people have these great Gatsby uh, parties, and it's always people yeah. that um, can't read uh, and have never read The Great Gatsby that have these great Gatsby parties, right? <laughs> that, and it's like, I hate them. It's just, oh, no, I just don't like it. It's too, it's just not my bag, that. Not my bag at all. <laughs> have you got a a bit of clothing that you put on and you just inst- instantly feel amazing in it. Ooh. And it doesn't have to be glamorous amazing. It can be just like, do you know what? This pair of tracksuit bottoms, I just feel like, oh, yes, I'm fine for the day. Well, I have to say, when I... <laughs> I love a full 
Uh, I love a full tracksuit and I love uh, to wear the same brand sportswear. I will never mix Adidas and Nike. It doesn't happen. Um, so I find a classic Adidas T-shirt, the classic leggings with the, the black with the white stripe and a pair of like uh, Stan Smith's or just a plain white Adidas trainer. That's I love that. Like it feels crisp and clean and it's comfortable but also it looks cool so when I wear something like that I always feel like you know or if I've got like a Nike t-shirt Nike leggings and a nice pair of Nike Air Max it, it's clean it's uniform no one's going to talk about your outfit but they might think that looks smart at the same time it's that I like that so I think I, I just realised I never really see you in these days is jeans. I never really see you in a pair of jeans. Is it because you're quite hard to shop for because you're petite? Yeah, really difficult to get a pair of jeans that um, fit properly because I haven't got... Um, I haven't Even though I'm small, I don't have short legs. So, And then I, I just feel really uncomfortable in them now. Like, it's so difficult to get a good pair of jeans and I don't like feeling all bunched up. You know, I like to feel free. So I'm much more of a, a legging person. But if I do wear a jean, it has to be a skinny jean. You're not going to go for a bootleg. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, the bootleg. The, the divorced millionaire man jean. No, thank you. Or as my <laughs> friend Mitchell once said, I was talking to him about jeans. And I, I, this is when I worked at the library. <laughs> Mitchell's a, a, a gay man who, um, it can be vicious. So I was saying, do you know what? I might get... I had bootleg jeans bad. What if I bought a pair of bootleg jeans? I was having a hard time. And he said, yes, you'd look great in those if you want to look like an apologetic mother at a barbecue. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> perfect. Oh I'll leave it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the misogyny coursing through the veins of that statement. I know. It's absolutely unreal. I know. But we all know what he means, though. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What's your... We've never spoken about this, really. Although we do share a lot of stuff back and forth. So what's your relationship with shopping like? Do, I, I, I know we both buy stuff online because we'll send each other like, oh, I think you'd look good in this. But yeah, yeah. What about, are you someone who likes to be in the shop and try it on? Or is, is it something you can spend a day browsing or you uh, just don't uh, like it? Nope, absolutely not. I hate, I, I have not in, in many years gone out to a shop with purpose. So I, I messaged you the other day and I went to... um the Westfield Shopping Centre in Stratford. And I'd, I got there and I was like, well, I've made a mistake. I don't want to be here. This is fucking awful. Why does anyone come to a shopping centre? The only time I go into a shop is to kill time. Anything... So I always shop to... Like, I'll have an idea of something I want and then I'll look online. Usually on Etsy now. That's my uh, go-to. I mean, charity shops. Yes, please. Love a charity shop. I will purposefully go to a charity shop. Who are these people that, oh, let's go out for the day. We'll make a day of it. We'll go to the shops. We don't know what we're looking for. We've no idea. We're going to look in all the shops and buy things that we don't really want. And then we're going to sit down and have a Nando's on a car park. I hate it. <laughs> so is it that you, because I don't mind shopping if I'm like got an hour to kill before something in town. And I'm not going for something. Whereas if I have to go, you need a new pair of jeans or you need a white shirt or something, I it's my fucking hell because I find it so hard to find stuff that fits me. And I think, you know, especially with the, the high street and stuff like that, nothing really fits me because I'm small. So if you go to a high street shop, you'll try on a pair of jeans and then you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you go in another shop and then they'll be too big. And you think, you're like, what's wrong with me? It's like, it's nothing wrong with you. The clothes are just shit, mate. So I just think it can be a really depressing experience where it's a lot easier to buy something online, try it on at home and be like, well, it doesn't fit. But, you know, I'm at home. I, I don't need to get depressed about it. Um, see, I never take anything back either. If I don't like something, I either give it away or take it to a charity shop. I don't ever, I never return anything. I know you find joy from uh, car boots and charity oh, shops like I do. Yes. What's What's the best thing you've ever got from a place like that? I am a clothing. Right. So both of these things were from Cornwall. So they have a big car boot there uh, in 
Hale Rugby Club, and it's brilliant, right? And uh, I got, and I've still got them somewhere, they were like a pair of grey boots that were probably from the early 80s, like ankle boots, with um, like gold studs on them and like a bit of elastic on the thing, and they fitted perfect, they looked cool, and a woman that I bought them off, I was like, oh, how much are these? She was like, oh, they're £1.50. Oh, I used to love those boots. Please look after them. And I was like, I will. And I have, and I did. Uh, they were amazing. I've still got them somewhere. And uh, the other one was, it's a little village called Newlin, and there's a little charity shop there. And I remember driving past as I was going on holiday with my family, and there was a, a silver jumper with sequins on the front of it, like Lorex hanging up outside. I was like, oh, fucking hell, get me out of this car because I need to go and get that jumper. And I went uh, to the shop and it was hanging outside. So I was like, how much is this, please? And she was like, oh, 50p. I was like, what? Uh, and it's the best jumper. It's it, I'll send you a picture of it. It's amazing. Still got it. Best thing I've ever bought. Recently... Our attitudes to shopping and and buying stuff has... I mean, we've both always done vintage and we've always done charity shops and secondhand and I don't think that'll ever change. Do you ever think, like, I have a little bit of it where I'm like, if someone recognises me, like, leafing through the 50p rail outside a charity shop, what does that look like? Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that's a really <laughs> mad thing to say, but... but And not like, oh, I don't want anyone to realise I'm doing this, but... I don't want them to be like, is she being cancelled? Do you know what I mean? Is it all gone downhill? She said she said a racial slur on a game show somewhere and now she's now she's <laughs> the bones of her ass. That sounds very specific. Uh sounds like that's happened. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you, mate. <laughs> but do you know what it is, is I, I think I think this all the time. There's certain things that like People always think you're richer than you are if you're doing television and radio. Yeah, and yeah, like that. yeah. And I, I do have more money than I've ever had in my life now. I'm not, I'm not pretending that I'm, you know, like I'm not on working tax credits or anything like that. Um, but so there's a few things that I do. Some of it's ethically. Some of it's because I'm, I'm tight, and some of it's because I'm convenient. So I always get my iPhones from CEX because I think phones are such a big impact on the planet, and it's loads cheaper. But I'm also like, what you can't. And it does, it's a weird thing. You never know where people recognise you from. So the other day I was getting, literally yesterday, I was getting my boiler fixed and the guy was like, did you do roast battle? And I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, oh my God, I didn't know anyone so I, watched I, that. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you're the only person who watched He's like, oh, I love it. I always watch roast battle me. And I was like, right, okay. Um, it's such a weird thing for someone to recognise yeah. you. It's never live at the Apollo. It's always like, was you on like, you know, <laughs> something that nobody watched? Yeah, so I'm always like, do you know what? I, I say this to my partner, I'm like, I'm two strong television appearances away from not being able to buy my phones from CEX. So it's just something like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you saw, like, not that I'm as famous as they are, but, like, if you saw, like, Shane Ritchie in CEX, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell, what's happened there? I, uh... See, I have no shame. But also, I think because um, I think because I'm a northern working class woman, people won't be shocked to see me still rifling through a fifty p rail. I think that's exactly where they'd want me to be. I think they'd be shocked if they saw me in the bloody Groucho Club. That is where it would be uh, the issue. People are like, "What the fuck is she doing in here? She should be down there looking through the fifty p rail." Um, so I, I'm I uh, I don't I don't mind that kind of thing. Sometimes I, I do because we. I mean, I get recognised most for the podcast. So and it's usually off um, women around the same age as me, and it's always in the pub, which is where I think people do expect to see me. <laughs> I I can't think of anywhere. Yeah, as I say, I think the only place that people would be surprised if it was somewhere very very upmarket or very glamorous, because I'm not I'm not really into that kind of stuff. Or I mean, CEX, I cannot go in that shop. It fucking stinks. Um, it's oh, it's an abomination that place. Um, I wouldn't go in there anyway. It's, it's I, I have the same thing with CEX that I have about butcher shops. Like I can't go in a butcher shop because I can't stand the smell. It makes me gag. And I have to, like I'll be like I'll wait outside. I do the same thing about CEX. It's like it smells of boys, but not in a nice way in here. And I'm gonna stay outside. I know exactly what it, is. it smells of like damp clothes and wank. Oh, that's, it stinks! Oh, like, don't! I can smell it now. I can. It's such a. It's an attack on the senses that shop. 
I think your approach to buying and shopping has changed in the last couple of years. Yeah, um, definitely. And is that something you're conscious of and you're trying to foster more and, and, and think about, I guess, is, is it an environmental thing that you're thinking about or money thing or both? I have to admit, I don't think about the environment as much as I should do. I get fucked off about um, packaging and unnecessary plastic and I try, you know, I don't buy plastic water bottles anymore. I take my own thing with me and I try not to be wasteful with stuff and I'm, I'm more like that around food, I think, than I am clothing. I do have this thing now where, and I think it's because, you know, for the first time I'd say in my life, I'm financially stable I'm not working in a library. I'm not rooting around in the bottom of my handbag for bus fare. So when I, I get something now, I always really think about it. And also, I, I'd rather have something that's good quality than shit. Anything, I tend to buy things that I know are going to last now, where I don't tend to buy the fast fashion anymore. You know, there'll be odd thing that I'll see if I'm out and about and I think, oh, I'm just going to get that. But... It has to be stuff that I think is worth the money. Also, buying sort of jewellery now, I'm more likely to buy stuff from an independent person on Instagram than I am to go into a shop and buy something. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I'm more likely to buy vintage or sort of handmade or, you know, um, that kind of thing. So in that respect, it's definitely changed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I still do buy the odd thing off Amazon, um, but that's because I'm a lazy bastard. But I, th I think less and less that I, I do stuff like that now. Thinking about the future now and you and clothes and style and fashion, do you think your style will change as you get older or do you think that this is sort of it? This will look great Ooh. when I'm 70. I think I'll probably stay, like my makeup, I think this will probably stay. But I look forward to, as I get older, not giving, even giving less of a fuck. So I think I'll, prob I'll probably still wear, you know, a tracksuit when I'm 80. Uh, not in a Jimmy Savile way, in a, uh, a cool, I've retired to Florida and I'm on my third divorce kind of way. I think I'll probably still wear... Um, the thing is, though, it's weird because as you get older, the vintage you wear can sometimes catch you up in age, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> like the Golden Girls. I think I'd look a bit Golden girls there, and I think I'm looking forward to maybe having a, an actual blue rinse, you know, and being like a proper... Nice. I want to be a glamorous old lady, you know, who um, with long nails and a bit gnarled and wise, <laughs> still smoking. <laughs> So yeah, but I think I think it, I think it'll change. But I think I'll always be a bit. I'll always like big patterns, and I'll always like big prints, and I'll always, you know, like clashing things. So I think, yeah, I think that's what I'll be like when I'm older. Is there an item of clothing you can always see yourself wearing then that's going to see you through all that? Ooh, good question. It's got to be my trainers, you know. It's got to be trainers, or there's some vintage jumpers that I've got that are like mohair and uh gold and stuff like that they're, they're definitely ones like i've got a really mad jumper that it's too hot to wear it's the weather's never right and i got it from a, a vintage shop in edinburgh it's like sort of mohair and it's got a, a monkey on it and a parrot and it's insane and i every time i go to wear it it's like this is too fucking hot <laughs> or it's raining and you think this is going to be itchy so it's just never been the right weather for it but hopefully when I get old, you know, and I'm like, maybe I'm a, you know, I've lost a bit of muscle mass as I'm older. Maybe it'll be nice to wear because it'll be nice and warm, but also, you know, a bit quirky. So maybe that, that jumper. <laughs> yeah, when you're out on the um on the veranda at night in Benidorm and uh, exactly. just, the temperature's just dropped. <laughs> oh, fetch us me jumper. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Are there any, like styles or trends that you're hoping that you that never come back that we never see again handkerchief tops mention them low-rise jeans fuck off I, I think it's just like you said you've mentioned so many times that era the girls allowed justin timberlake britney spears sort of mid-2000s fucking shit i always equate it with oasis changing their logo as well they changed it from the classic oasis sign to the sort of mid-noughties dog shit one and it just fitted in with everything else it was like oh this is shit now as well is it 
you know, even some stuff that I think, you know, Liam Gallagher's well dressed, but even him in the mid noughties struggled a bit. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come back round again because they're on 90s grunge at the moment, so it's not far uh, away, that sort of, like, noughties. What about those awful belts and things that, that were from that time as well? It, it should be illegal for those to come back. And those um, uh, peasant skirts, I think, is the most PC uh, way of referring to them. Oh, the Sienna Miller look, baby, like, oh, Uggs. No. Yeah, a peasant uh, skirt, one of those awful belts. Just, yeah, really bad. Also, no one looked like they... Horrible. Even the most expensive stuff looked really cheap then. Yeah. Like really cheap. Absolute everything shit. looked like it came from Select. And everything had like... It'd have like a... It was all leather and like a turquoise stone. That kind of crap. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, anything from then. <laughs> Producer Joe has just texted me uh, a picture. Handkerchief top to back already, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. Unbelievable. Final question. Now, I I know you don't want to be buried. We've had this conversation a few times. Yes. Oh, this has um, taken a turn. Oh, my God. Is this how it ends? Did uh, you kill me? This is how it ends. Yeah. No, I, I ask you how you want to be killed. I also know that, so I don't need to ask you that. Um, so, before you are cremated, what what would yes. you wear to be, I you know, like, in, in the casket? So this is a difficult one. I think nightwear, like a nice pair of pajamas, because you go in for a big sleep. So I reckon <laughs> uh, it's got a bit. I, I think a nice pair of cotton pajamas. Also, I'm a firm believer in get me cremated as soon as possible because I don't like the idea of uh, bodies just hanging around. Like you know, sort of so, some cultures. Like I think is it uh, Jewish people? I think they bury people the next day. Muslims as well. I think it's by Muslims sun, as well. Sunset, isn't it? You know what? Put me in a nice pair of cotton pyjamas. Make sure that I have um, a nice pair of big knickers on underneath. Um, And a bra. I like to be dressed. Tip me into that furnace and let's have it done. Rachel Fairburn there. One of the few people who can fit into clothes that she had as a teenager. Although, looking back on what I wore, I think it's best that I can't. (laughs) I can't wait to be sat next to Rachel in a nursing home in our tracksuits, being unpleasant about everyone else's visiting family. Truly, I will have self-actualised at that moment. I really hope you enjoyed that chat between us, and thanks again for your emails and your messages. I'm glad with everything going on that you're finding some joy in this little corner of the internet. If you want to send me a message, uh, you can do it on Instagram. Follow at who you wearing pod and um, we also chuck up pictures there of the guests that we have on or you can um email us you can write to us at who you wearing pod at gmail.com i really genuinely love your emails so do whack them in now i feel like i have nailed the guest inspired indie business this week because when i think of hrhrf which is what i call Rachel Furman, i think of 80s fashion big old earrings and a little sort of shoulder cape. She's got a feather one she wears a lot. Well, prepare to marvel at a gorgeous indie that does a mean line in all of those things. The shoulder capes, big earrings, 80s fashion. It is all the discos. Now, you might have seen me post about them recently because I met Steph, um, the brains behind it, in person at my Norwich tour date. And she kindly gave me some earrings and a cape. This is feels like at the point I should be like, this isn't a sponsored post because it is, isn't. I don't think Steph ever anticipated that I would talk about the company on the podcast Um, and I'm not doing it because she gave me those things Um, in fact I got her tickets to my show look at me feeling so guilty about this Um, I just don't want anyone to accuse me of being dishonest and she very kindly was like I've got you something in return so she got me a Welsh flag themed cape that's like oh glittery Uh, they're the ones that she started to repurpose out of old foil curtains Oh my gosh, it's a thing of beauty. If you've got my Instagram, you'll see it. It is a thing of beauty. So ridiculously kind as well. And I've got some of her earrings anyway. She basically just does this incredible line of 80s inspired accessories. So Steph hand makes everything whilst listening to 80s bangers. And she can even tell you what she was listening to when she made your item. Amazing. She has a keen eye on sustainability and using waste. So materials are long lasting and waste is used and repurposed. Hence the capes, which are made from old full curtains that had seen better days that she'd planned to use when we were chatting about it at the show. She's like, oh, I plan to use them at pop-up fairs. 
And then it didn't happen because of COVID. And I was like, they're all just sat here not doing anything. So she made these amazing capes. Oh God, I love it so much. So she uses remnants and discontinued fabrics. So just not adding any new stuff to the planet. But you'd never know. You'd never know to look at her stuff. It's pure statement joy. And just as her mission statement says, they properly bring a bit of disco magic to the everyday. So check out all the discos on Instagram and their website and do what I did and discover the cufflink section and tick off a Christmas present for my fellow already. That's what I've done. It's March. Incredible. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you're enjoying it. I mean, I think you are. I get loads of nice messages, but you just never know. You just whack something out there on the internet and you don't know, do you? So I really, really hope you're enjoying it and getting something from it. Um, Because we're nearing the end of this series now, which is making me feel a bit sad. But um, thank you for spreading the word. And I hope you'll join me as I chat to an incredibly stylish fundraiser, broadcaster, drummer and weatherman next week, the fabulous Owen Wynne Evans. See you then. Wearing is produced by Joe Southard, the artwork is by Mary Phillips, and the music is by Annie Glass. This has been a Little Wonder production. Mm-hmm.